Girl on Purpose podcast. I am Shauna, mom of three, your nerdy girlfriend, your life coach, and a bird nerd. My husband just had an intervention with me about my Instagramming of the nuthatches building a nest in our backyard. He says, I've gone too far, but is it too far? Because I think the world needs more nuthatches. So I just did a live in the Facebook community group, a little coffee chat, hence the over-caffeinated version of me that you are getting right now. And I also had posted something earlier on Instagram today referencing love languages. And I had such an interesting response, people messaging me, that I thought, I'm just going to start recording a podcast, talking about marriage, talking about things that come up for me and my marriage and life coaching, and I'm just going to do it unscripted. Here you go. You're gonna just get all of my thoughts as they flow, as they come on marriage. And I'm alternately titling this episode, My Husband Put the Groceries Away Wrong, He Does Not Care About Me. I shared the nut hatches on Instagram, but I also shared a picture of all of the groceries in our pantry on Instagram. And I want to tell you a little bit my, about my pantry. I have worked really hard on decluttering our house, decluttering our kitchen. And the last year we reduced our pantry space in half. And I had kind of this epiphany that I didn't need all that pantry space. I was misusing the space and it kind of turned over a new leaf for me and how I wanted to organize my pantry. I wanted a system now that I had just this amount of space. I want to make a system to make it work. And I'm talking baskets and labels and well, I label things with post-it notes and clips and my baskets are old cardboard boxes, but the system is there and the system works. And I was proud of the system. And now we're in isolation and my wonderful husband, when he's home from work for the week, he's doing the grocery shopping and the meal prep while I work. And he does not appreciate a pantry system. He sees the labels and he thinks, oh, this is optional. These labels are optional. (laughs) These bins are optional. I'm just going to fill up the pantry with the stuff. And there's onions and potatoes together. There's nuts in the grain section. It's madness, guys. It's just madness. (laughs) And part of me is like, dude, there's a system, follow the, things are labeled. You just read the label and then you plop, plop it in the basket. Part of me wants to say that, but the other part of me is like, man, you went grocery shopping and you made lists and you got all the stuff and like you came home and you put everything away. I think putting groceries away is probably my least favorite thing to do. And there he is, he's doing it. And he's doing it how he wants it, that's fine. But what I shared on Instagram was This is me translating our love languages. This is me looking at how he's loving us and loving our family and not how I think he needs to show me love, how meeting my criteria of love, but paying attention to what he's doing. And the love languages, if you haven't heard of them, it's a book by Gary Chapman and he lists five languages that we speak to each other to express our love. And the first one is words of affirmation. And those are verbal compliments and expressing your love verbally, your appreciation, that kind of thing. The next is acts of service. And this is my husband going and getting the groceries done. It's easing my burden, my responsibilities, because that's usually something that I would do. Another is quality time. And that's when you're spending time together. They get, you get that person's attention. You get their face, you get their conversations. Like they're not stuck on their phones. One is giving gifts and You can have some really great thoughtful gifts that make you feel loved, they make you feel seen, and that can be a really powerful love language. And a really common one is physical touch. And that can just be as simple as like rubbing someone's back, giving them a hug. And five love languages, they're not just for partners, they're not just for you and your spouse. Gary Chapman 
has also written a book, The Five Love Languages for Children. And I've read that and I found it very insightful, very powerful that there are different ways that our kids, each one of them is different in how they like to receive love and in how they're expressing their love. And that's worth paying attention to as well. There's a few things happening when it comes to love languages. And so let's imagine it's you and your partner, like you and your spouse, and there's you. There's how you want to receive love. There's a love, like maybe you're someone who really loves getting gifts, but then there's also the way you express your love. Maybe you're someone who does a lot of words of affirmation. So these can be different for you. And same with your partner. There's a way that they like to receive love. And there's also a way that they are expressing their love. And we can really block ourselves off from the love available to us when we're only looking for one specific thing all the time. In marriage, every single day, we need to look for the ways that someone is expressing their love to us because we have this mental checklist of the things they should do. They should do this, and I've asked them to do that, and I expect them to do this. And expectations are fine, especially when they are agreed on as a couple, and you've talked about it, and who takes on which responsibilities, and how you want to show up for each other. Those conversations are great to have, and expectations can be helpful. But as I life coach women, what I see happening is that when we have expectations, we need to pay attention to what we're making it mean when someone doesn't meet those expectations, especially in marriage. If I have an expectation that my husband helps with the housework and when he doesn't, what do I make it mean? Do I make it mean that he's leaving it all to me? He's not supportive. He's being selfish. What am I making it mean? Or do I still see that he loves me in different ways and he doesn't have to do those things for me to love him back. Expectations feel like there's this transaction in our relationship that you do this for me and I do that for you. But so often we tie our emotions to the expectations. We want our husband to give us words of affirmation so that we can feel good. We can feel good about how we're parenting or how we're showing up or the work that we're doing. We want to feel good about that. And if we're relying on his words of affirmation for that good feeling inside of us, we're outsourcing it. We're emotional. It's emotional outsourcing. Someone else has the job of creating that emotion in us. And the thing is, people will let you down. People will let you down. People will say the wrong thing or they, they're just in their own world, having their own experience, not really thinking about how can I meet this other person's emotional needs? This is not something that people are actively thinking about it because we're all genuinely concerned with meeting our own emotional needs all the time. And when we're outsourcing that job to others, it sets us up for disappointment. It sets us up for also not learning the skills to do it ourselves, for not taking responsibility for doing it ourselves. And in marriage, when we have expectations on what other people do and how other people show up, and when they don't do that, then it means that they don't love us enough or we're not good enough for them. Like we have a whole narrative. It sounds silly. My husband put the groceries away incorrectly in the pantry. He doesn't care about me. It sounds so silly to say it out loud, but that's kind of where our mind goes. Subconsciously, that's where our mind is going. And then we show up differently, don't we? We show up with a little hint of resent. Maybe we drop some cues about the pantry and and then they pick up on it and they're like, what's the deal? Like I went grocery shopping <laughs> and it can become snowballed into this big thing because we made it mean something it didn't have to mean. We made it mean they didn't care and that hurts. That's what hurts underneath and that's where we're acting out of from this place of hurt. So my husband put the groceries away wrong in the pantry. 
but he cares about me because he did all these other things. And, and even if he didn't do all these other things, I know he cares about me because he tells me in so many other ways. Pay attention to the expectations you're putting on your partner. Is it a checklist that earns your love? And when they don't meet all those boxes, what do you make it mean about them? What do you make it mean about you? How does that change how you show up? This is such a common issue in marriages and it's something that's so subtle, but once it sets in, then resentment is really easy. It's really easy to give them labels, to label your partner as uncaring or unthoughtful or or feeling alone, feeling like a victim, like you're helpless and you're alone. And I've felt all these things before. This is why I'm saying this. And I life coach women on this. And I see that that's just the natural place our brain is going to go to. It's the natural place our brain goes to, but we can redirect it to go to a new place. We can start showing up with a new frame of mind, with new thoughts and showing up from a place where we're meeting our own emotional needs already. And it's not their responsibility to do it. So maybe this is the first time you've considered that you are asking someone else to meet your emotional needs. You are asking them to perform for you so that you can feel like you are cared about, like you are seen. Start looking for the other ways that they are showing you and start showing that to yourself. How can I make myself feel seen? How can I make myself feel appreciated? This is the job. This is taking the responsibility. This is taking the power back to meet your own emotional needs. Other people can't do that for you. When they do, it's great. It feels great. But when you come to them already meeting your own emotional needs, you get to show up differently. You get to show up with more love and more acceptance and more peace and just enjoy the other person for who they are instead of looking at all the ways they're not meeting all of the requirements on your checklist. I hope this little mindset shift is helpful for you. If you want to take this up to the next level, if you want to dig in deeper to this, then you can contact me for one-on-one life coaching. I do have spots available, or you can join the Life on Purpose Academy. We have weekly coaching calls and the women are bringing all sorts of topic to these weekly calls and we cover marriage and we cover what do I do with the rest of my life and we cover mothering and we cover perfectionism and planning your day. We're covering everything and it's just a really interactive space. It's a great space. We have monthly topics that I'm teaching on with audio lessons and worksheets. So you always get that foundation and then you get the weekly calls to stay accountable and to get support along the way. If that sounds like something for you, then find me on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca and shoot me a message there, or you can check out lifeonpurposeacademy.ca. And as always, I'm at simpleonpurpose.ca. I hope you have a great week and thanks for being a Simple On Purpose podcast listener. 